0: So we are live. So we are live and recording as well. So wh- whichever you're watching, it's all good. This is Cat Lady Justin, and I'm here with the Kitty Boss podcast recording it. So if you're listening, thank you. And this is our special monthly catch up, catching up with Dr. Rachel Geller. So she needs no introduction, but I'll give you one anyway. She is one of the world's top cat behaviorists, the author of books, the uh, remarkable human being who offers her services at no charge because she's on a mission to make sure that at least a 1,000 cats a year stay in their homes. So don't let any behavior issues get in your way. Call Rachel Geller. And there she is, the lovely, the talented Dr. Rachel. So welcome once again. I've been waiting all month, as always, to have you here for our catch-up, which is always so much fun. So welcome and thanks for joining.
1: Thanks for having me. It is always a blast to catch up with the cat lady, Justin. (laughs) (laughs)
0: It is. And uh, Cat Lady has a cat tie today. I have a whole collection of these. So uh, I'm not trying to be overly formal with the cats and certainly cats might be interested in in, you know, doing that with a tie but uh, I just get a kick out of these so I gotta wear it gotta wear it and then in the summertime when it's warm I'll be wearing my kitty cat t-shirts and showing off various other things for you so this uh, month we, we once again didn't get asked too many questions so I thought uh, you know we've had some really cool posts that I've made uh, about different cat type issues and so I thought we could just kind of discuss them if you want uh, great. some of the things that are pertinent now as you know it's just dis- we're recording this in December so if someone's listening to this and it's not December then that's okay because there will always be another Christmas another Hanukkah another Kwanzaa another holiday season so I think what would be really appropriate is to discuss issues potentially but also just various things around the holiday season for cats because I know that Charlotte, when she was a kitten, used to love to jump in the Christmas tree when we had that. And uh, it was just a funny thing. I have so many photos of seeing this little cute kitten's face popping up like an ornament in the tree. And then Emily used to like to lay down under the tree. And I have this gorgeous photo of her framed by this like greenery over here with her big face and her big eyes. But I'm very lucky because my cats did not cause any damage. Neither to tree nor to ornament, but some cats do. So I did make a post on it uh, about various things that you could do, tips about keeping the cat away. but uh, how about we talk about that for starters?
1: Yeah, that's a really great topic because you know we have Hanukkah, we have Christmas, and I do get a lot of questions you know regarding safety with candles in the menorah, you know, Christmas trees, keeping the cats away. So, you know, there are a few things that you can do. Um, You know, one of the easiest ways might be just to um, use a little bit of a a deterrent around the tree. Um, A lot of cats don't like the smell of lemon or citrus. Mm. There are many products that you can use for cats that are completely safe, they're non-toxic, and they're sprays, and you can put a little um, spray, you know, almost like a barrier around the tree, and that's probably the easiest thing to do. You know, make sure any, Ornaments that might be, you know, dangerous or up higher, you know, some people start decorating the tree, you know, maybe a couple of feet up rather than use the bottommost branches, because that might be a little safer for, you know, if you have a cat who's very curious and likes to climb. Um, So um, the other thing you can do is, you know, some cats don't like the feel of things like tin foil or um, there's actually a product called X mat. Which is specifically made to keep cats away from certain areas. So you can put that on the floor as well. Um, sometimes, even just a carpet runner with the nubby side up is enough to sort of um, distract the cat from the tree because that's a texture that a lot of cats really don't like. So, the easiest thing is probably to use a deterrent, and that way you don't always have to be there, you know monitoring the tree and you don't always have to be reprimanding your cat to stay away
0: yeah and that's that's a good point uh we we want to use deterrence right to help uh discourage them from being attracted to the tree and or causing any damage to it but let's avoid using anything that might damage the cat because there are there are obviously things you could do or use that the cat would would despise but that could injure the cat on that note though um ornaments, you know, uh, Christmas ornaments, a lot of times are made from glass and a lot of times they're quite fragile. And that can be a little bit dangerous if it shatters, if, if you have a cat that likes to, you know, bop them off the tree. And, and so what could we do to minimize that other than, you know, just use plastic <laughs> or felt ornaments or, or those that are made from not materials that won't break? Uh, other than that, what could we possibly do?
1: right I mean that would be the best case scenario obviously to use um, materials in the first place that are safe for your cat but you know somebody might have a special ornament or it has a place in their heart or a sentimental value which I completely understand so you know what I would again I would state in that case those are the ornaments that should go up high you know have them out of reach have them on the uppermost part of the tree that's where it's going to be the safest for your cat and again you know I think what you, the point that you made is a really good one, and I, I'll say it again, we do want to use deterrents, because deterrents protect the relationship between you and the cat. You're not always reprimanding the cat, you're not always yelling at your cat, and they work even when you're not there, but we want the deterrents to be safe, and so that's why I always recommend products that are completely safe for cats, non-toxic for cats. Um, it won't scare the cat it it'll, it'll be more that the cat will come to the conclusion completely on her own that this doesn't is is not an appealing or delightful place to be and that's how we want to do it
0: yeah and that makes sense and that's uh, actually a very interesting behavioral point that you brought up which is very true for cats but actually believe it or not also true for managers in the workplace which is uh... which is that you want to make them think that it's their idea
1: yes with uh, cats always best to let them come to the conclusion on their own and yes let the cat think that it's completely their idea this is what the cat wants to do you have nothing to do it and to do with it and yeah probably a great technique to use with people as well
0: it, yeah, well, especially in the workplace. And oh, I heard of the home, too. I mean, I, I, I don't currently have any spouse or anything, but I heard it's a really good idea in the home as well. And, and even with children to make them think that it's their idea. It's a little bit manipulative. But on the other hand, it's also really good psychology and good kitty. Cat psychology. Now, how about presents? Because obviously, whether it's Christmas or Hanukkah, it involves usually some presents, more or less, depending on the budget of the family. Um, and so, what what do we do in in that? Um, because cats obviously would be curious and they would might want to get into it or they might have some presents. And then, uh, like me, for example, you know, I would put stockings up for the cats, but I don't really put any presents in there because they get presents year-round from me. There's no holidays or whatever. And so um, what could we do? What suggestions or tips do you have around that?
1: Yeah, one thing I say is if you have a cat who really is enticed by string toys or... Um, you know things that small skinny things that move you know shoelaces string toys wand toys that type of thing Mm -hmm. you may want to skip the ribbons because ribbons are something that are very enticing to some cats and they're easy to ingest and they're fun right they can sometimes they're those curly ones can kind of move so it can entice your cat and you don't want your cat to eat a ribbon because that might result in a trip to the emergency room because you know it could affect the cat's digestive tract, she could get an upset stomach. Sometimes cats can't pass that stuff out right away. So um, you know, if you you know your cats best, right? I mean some cats you can stick a present that's wrapped and the cat, you know, maybe the cat couldn't care less. But some cats that's a big enticement. So if you have a cat who loves ribbons, that's something they're always seeking out is things, you know, think about what your cat likes to play with. Is she sneaking out shoelaces, you know, strings, um, even dental floss, things like that of that nature that might be left around. That's a cat who is going to be enticed by a ribbon. So maybe just, you know, decide to decorate the presents without the ribbon, maybe just use a plain bow mm-hmm. or something instead, or use something that's not um, a fabric that or um, texture that can be so easily ingested. So as far as the wrapping paper goes, you know, there are some cats, again, you can crumple it up and they like to play with it, but there are other cats who that's a big enticement to eat it. So, you know, look at your own cat, right? If you have a cat who is a chewer, you know, you have that cat who's chewing on plastic in the house or chewing on, um, you know, if you leave tinfoil on the floor or something like that, that's a cat who's who probably will be enticed to eat and chew the wrapping paper. So again, then you might want to put the uh, presents in a place where it, um, they are out of reach
0: for your cat. Yeah, which makes sense because, uh, and, and you know, certainly my cats to a certain degree are, are like that because I've, uh, I have found the occasional, um, the occasional, oops, it looks like our stream has been interrupted uh, for a second there, our stream got interrupted. Um, I have found the occasional. Occasional uh, piece of string in the stool, in the in the litter box, in the poo, which means I know that uh, Charlotte or Emily, one of them, is, is interested in that. So I, I'm usually very careful uh, when it comes to that. Uh, but when it come, but back to the, the to the question about presents, um, as you know, there is the reputation that most cats generally will prefer the box that it came in versus the actual gift that you've purchased for the cat so one thing to keep in mind i think is is when it comes to budgets and and spending money and all that is that really cats are kind of easy to please when it comes to that kind of stuff a a nice little paper oh speak of the devil (laughs) there's someone behind you uh that um often it's um it's the simple you know paper bag that the cat really loves versus the complicated cat toy um, so yes. it's something yes. to really really keep in mind Charlotte yes. certainly yes. loves the paper bag she loves that cheap little cat toy with I forget what it what it's called now the the thing the with the wire dancer. and the, the,
1: the cat, cat dancer dance
0: which is, is really cheap she loves yes. that the more expensive yes. stuff that I've splurged on for her generally has gotten ignored <laughs> uh, so
1: no you have a very good point you do not need to you know break the budget to get something fun for your cat um as you mentioned, you know, a box or a paper bag is a great toy for a cat. You know, you can take an old tissue box and put a ball inside it. That can be a fun challenge mm. for a cat. So, yes, you you really don't have to break the budget to get a fun and enticing gift for your cat. So, you know, don't feel like you need to be extravagant. Yeah, sure. You know, if the sky's the limit, yes, there's all kinds of stuff on the market. But if you are watching your finances, there are plenty of ways you can amuse your cat, you know, without going over budget. And um, Cat Lady Justin brought up uh, my favorite toy. It is my go-to toy for all (laughs) of my clients. And that is the Cat Dancer toy. I love it for a variety of reasons. First of all, it's one terrific toy. Cats just love the motion of it. But it is an inexpensive toy. It's like $2. Um, it's, It's easily curled up. So unlike a big wand toy, you know, if you live in a small space, it can be easily curled up and stashed almost anywhere. So it's really my go-to toy. So if you are looking for a Christmas present for your cat, I do recommend the cat dancer toy.
0: The cat dancer, yeah. And it's cheap as chips, as we say here in U- <laughs> in the UK where I live. So it's a really, it's a really cool toy. So back to cats and holidays there's also treats i've seen cat advent calendars and cat recipes and various cat food like a you know turkey dinner with the cranberry sauce or whatever so in in terms of that i think correct me if i'm wrong but cats are very much like humans we should not overdo it during the holidays but we can have a little treat And I think that probably it would be the same with cats, unless I'm mistaken, is that uh, we should maybe treat them to something special during the holidays. But being careful not to upset their stomach, not to completely, you know, cause them to become obese or get diabetes or something like that. I've seen these little cute videos on the Internet of a cat having some ice cream. And I'm like, that's adorable. But you need to be really, really careful because a cat is so delicate that it you know pushing it over the edge with you know sugar uh is very easily done much easier than a human being so i think those are the kind of things that would be really i guess smart to keep in mind over the holidays is go, yes. you know can treat them a little bit but we also don't want to overindulge
1: i would agree with that 100 it's totally fine to give a cat a little bit of a treat as long as they're not on a special prescription diet you know if they are on prescription food you probably want to avoid doing the treats but as long as your cats you know healthy and not on a special diet it's a little treat here and there just like us you know like you said is completely fine um and yeah don't overdo it i mean in general with cats you never want to go from zero to 60 and food is you know in that umbrella you don't want to drastically change their diet you don't want to add all kinds of different things that you normally don't feed your cat because they will they as um as you said, they're very sensitive. Their systems are much smaller and quicker than ours are. So if there is going to be a reaction or a problem, it can come on very suddenly and very quickly and very fiercely sometimes. So mm. you know, you do have to really be careful. Some cats have problems tolerating, you know, dairy products, ice cream, milk, things like things like that that, that people kind of think are okay for cats, but a lot of cats have problems with that. So know your cat. Know what your cat likes and dislikes. If you have any type of, you know, question, you can always ask your veterinarian. Um, but, you know, in general, anything that's sold at a at a legitimate pet supply store, you know, that product will have already been tested and approved for cats. So you can feel okay getting, giving your cat a treat once in a while, you know, especially if she's been a good girl or boy.
0: <laughs> or just the right amount of naughty. Uh, so uh, Hanukkah has just passed and Christmas is obviously approaching. And one of the uh, things that we have in common is chocolate. So in, in Hanukkah, there's the Hanukkah gelt, right? The little chocolate coins. But, you know, there's Christmas ones, too. There's versions of that as well. And that's something that's a, that's a, you know, poisonous to cats. So we want to be very careful over the holiday season with things that are going to be toxic to cats. So for sure, chocolate's one of them. Don't give your cat chocolate. Keep them away from chocolate. Actually, that goes for dogs too. So, um, But this isn't a dog podcast. This is the kitty boss, not the doggy boss or the doggy daddy or whatever. But um, it's really important to keep them away from chocolate. But as Christmas is approaching, there's a few traditions and Plants that go along with Christmas that are not exactly healthy for cats. And I, if I'm not mistaken, one of them is mistletoe. Yes. Not exactly the best. In fact, I think it's quite poisonous yes. for a cat to ingest to eat mistletoe. So as cute as it is to, you know, stand under it and get a kiss, um, you want to really be careful with the kind of things that you put around the cat that they may have access to, whether it's on the wreath whether it's in the in the, the mistletoe and even the tree itself, um, I think we should be quite mindful of that. And also the various scents, the candles, the essential oils, or the various things. I, I have some that smell like the holidays, but they might actually be irritants for our feline friends.
1: Yes, so can you yeah. think of
0: some other ones that you would add to or, or yeah. would
1: you... No, that's a really good point. Because in general, anything with, you know, scents and additives, you know, we enjoy it. But cats may find that those things, like you said, you know, to be an irritant. Um, they don't do well with things with added scents and added ingredients in general. So, you know, again, be, you know, limit that type of stuff. And you know your own cat, you know, just like people, cats are more or less sensitive to those things. So, you know, use your best judgment. Um in general most plants associated around the holidays will cause you know they are either poisonous or will cause stomach upset to a cat if ingested so in general keep all kinds of plants um, out of reach of your cat because it can be a big danger chocolate as you said is um upsetting to cats and and even think about things like you know eggnog or things like that right I mean it's going to smell enticing to a cat there are cats who will find those smells enticing but you certainly don't want your cat to ingest any alcohol
0: yeah oh that's that's true yes we don't want any alcoholic cats and then (laughs) um so plant-wise like poinsettias also are christmas tradition they're beautiful but they're not beautiful for cats so we want to be very careful about that and you can make a choice you can either not have them in your home this is generally what i favor or if you really heart set on them then just make an effort so that it's not accessible to the cat because otherwise you might be looking at a trip to the vet or worse and you don't want that that's the last thing you want
1: that's the last um, one so, of the holidays. Just so I wanted yeah. one thing about the accessibility too. Sometimes people will put something really up high and they'll think, This is really great. My cat can never leap here. But oh, look yeah. around because if there's a, you know, midpoint that the cat can get to one spot and then the other, she may still be able to get up to that plant. So really do a good, you know, real estate assessment around where you're putting those plants and make sure there's no way for the cat to get up there. Um and cats can jump pretty high. So You know, think of a good six or seven feet up, but in general, make sure there's not like a chair or a table nearby that the cat can use as a midpoint.
0: I was just looking around because I I think I hear my Charlotte approaching. She certainly was calling me earlier. Um, (laughs) Charlotte, are you here? she'll come if she wants to um so there's there's uh as we're nearing the end of our episode today there's something very very important for us to talk about really quickly the holiday time is sometimes a time where people think here's a present for you little puppy a little kitten or something like that and that's adorable uh isn't it however um Uh, I think I I mean I hope that today most people realize that it's not a present like a stuffed animal that you can then put away or get rid of but it's it's still an issue and so I would really like to uh, take a few minutes to discuss and really uh, emphasize harp upon and really hit home that when you adopt the cat that's for life that's a that's a you know 15 20 or more year commitment that you're making and it's not a temporary commitment that you're making so think about that now of course we want to encourage adoption we want to encourage people to go and rescue a cat but on the other hand that's not to say that oh it's Christmas so we'll have a cat for a month it's got to be something that we we take seriously and as the holidays are approaching it would be really great for less and less people to make this mistake. And I think we are we are trending in that direction of people not doing that anymore. But I'd like to talk about that for a few minutes because it's really important. And I know you do a tremendous amount of work with local local shelters around the East Coast. So, so uh, what do you think about that?
1: Yeah, that is such a great point. I'm so glad you brought that up. I mean, you know, choosing a cat is such a personal thing. I mean, just imagine if somebody said to you, oh here's your christmas present here's your new wife i mean that's kind <laughs> of what people are doing when they give you a cat so i think know, some people a- wouldn't
0: mind that too much but that's a whole <laughs> other, that's a different show
1: that's a whole other thing but you know you get my point i mean typically mm-hmm. people like to make that decision on their own but like you said um you know a cat is not a gift that you go like a sweater that you're going to open up and wear whenever you feel like wearing that sweater a cat is a daily commitment for the next, you know, 15-20 years, maybe even more if you're lucky. Um, a cat involves time, a cat involves expense, and cat involves a lot of commitment. So this is something that really does not work as a gift. Um, this is something that a person... Now, if somebody says to you, I would love to adopt a cat, um, would you accompany me to the shelter and help me pick out a cat? That is a lovely gesture. But you definitely should not just go to a shelter pick out a cat that you think is cute and give it to somebody else as a gift um unfortunately the vast majority of the time when this happens those cats do get surrendered back to the shelter and that's not ideal for the shelter, for the cat for the shelter and i'm sure the the recipient feels badly doing that too so yeah cat yeah. um if they have any kind of conscience yeah. yes yes
0: Yeah. And that's a good point, because while in theory it's a cute it's a cute gift and conceptually speaking, one of the things that we talk about in, you know, the kitty boss and and in the book uh, and everything is that uh, how to pick your cat, how to pick pamper and protect, you know, the whole the whole thing that we got going on. But how to choose a cat and it's a two-way street it's like matchmaking it's 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 not that oh you just pick the cutest thing you want a calico or you want a ginger tom or whatever you uh it's it's picking you so you really want it to be a two-way street there's got to be chemistry there's got to be what whatever you want to call it you know because you could use whatever term you want, whether you want to talk about energy or chemicals or whatever, it doesn't matter. The point is, is it's a two-way street. It's a two-way match. So you might think it's adorable, but it hates you. And so it, it, there's there's some chemical thing. And you don't want to adopt that kind of cat. That's not going to be the relationship that you're going to want with the cat, the thing that's going to be standoffish and hiding under the bed for the rest of your life. You want something that that is amenable to you. And even though there are, of course, tons of things that you could probably advise people on, to change and better that relationship, why get started off on the wrong foot? So right, I think yeah, uh, yeah. why fight an uphill battle? Unless you're rescuing cats, unless you're a you're one of those people who foster cats and, and so it's that's your mission. If you're just the normal average person or family that doesn't have a lot of time. To devote that is not a full-time cat carer and so you can't you can't take all of this time to to really nurture that animal make it a make it a downhill battle make it a downstream flow where you pick something that it's going to be easy for you guys to get along and so consider really consider that as it's not an appropriate gift uh maybe a, get, a shelter can do something like create gift certificates for a cat and say, your gift is in here and it's a gift certificate. So I will go with you and we will pick out a kitty cat together so that yes. that could be wonderful. That would like work. Any, any
1: shelter will allow you to um, you know pay an adoption fee for somebody if you would like to do that but you know, definitely just don't go to the shelter and say,
0: yeah. you know. And box you- up a cat and put it under the tree, you know. Right. And little you know, little everybody wants
1: box. something so different. Some people want a playful cat. Some people want a lap cat. Some people will prefer a cat who's not as needy. Some people don't want a kitten. You know, they would re- rather have mm. an older cat. So there are so many personal preferences. Again, you know, think about when you're picking out a companion for yourself, you know, you have your own preferences and getting a companion animal is really no different in that aspect.
0: Yeah, it's 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 a relationship. It's a relationship. And that is really the most you can say about it really is that it's not just I like to really say it's not a stuffed animal. It's a it's not a plush toy. It's a relationship that you have with a living being. And I saw a really cute video on YouTube yesterday about a woman and her relationship with a bee. A queen bee that she rescued uh, that lost its wings and she cared for it. It probably didn't live very long because it's a bee, right? But she nurtured it and and it was so cute. You could see the bee like fall asleep in her hand. It was really adorable. So if you can have a relationship with an insect, you can imagine that you can have a relationship with an animal and it's always a relationship, whether it's a a good one or a not so good one. So I think that that is uh, incredibly important for us to realize that this is a great time to adopt, uh, to rescue uh, a life and bring it and embrace it into your home and into your love and into your life. It's a great time to do that, but not as a random gift to put under the tree, even for your children. Even if they've been begging for a kitten, it's not something that you you, you go, you grab you the night before, you stick it in a box and you surprise them with it. You want to, at, like I said, a great idea. A little gift certificate saying you have a date with the shelter to pick out the cat of your dreams and you go with even a child to there. And that way maybe they can open it up and they can see, oh, yay, I get to go pick out a kitten next week. And that's probably the best thing to do, even though, sure, it would be such a magical moment if the ideal scenario and the kitten pops up and they love each other. But that doesn't always happen the kitten pops up and it's not so great. Uh, So I think that is probably the ideal scenario, no matter the age of the cat or the age of the child or the person receiving the gift. Although again, I do encourage the gift of, of that, you know, the gift of adoption during this season, but doing it in that logical way I think is probably the best.
1: Yes, absolutely. Agree a hundred percent, you know, make it a family thing. Take your kids to the shelter with you to to choose that you know kitty that's going to be your companion and and what a lovely thing for the kids too to see the shelter and see what's you know the life-saving mission of that shelter and what the shelter's doing and pick out the cat that the whole family will love.
0: Yeah, I think that would be so that, that, that would, I would love that. I mean, you know, although my problem would be I'd want to adopt like a bunch of them. You know, I, I don't know if I could go home with just one. But, yeah, it it would be such a a lovely family outing, you know, for, for that uh, for that thing. So that's uh, that's the holiday, the best holiday advice, the best holiday cheer. And since uh, our next meeting will be in January. The very final thing I'd like to talk about is New Year's, because New Year's, generally speaking, is accompanied by fireworks. (laughs) And so fireworks, as we know from other holidays, like we'll probably talk about this again around in July, uh, is something very scary for cats or for most cats. I'm sure there's some cats that are cool with it. I'll, I'll be honest with you. I don't like them. I find it scary. I think I'm, it sounds like I'm going sort to of bombing in a war zone. So I don't like fireworks. But, you know, some people love them and fine. God bless them. But most cats get frightened, get scared, get nervous, get anxious. The fireworks is not a great thing. So what I do is a little bit of fell away or feel away, however you want to pronounce it, a little, which is that pheromone diffuser and spray that you can help calm them down. But I also stay home. I stay home with them. I don't go out for New Years because I know that they need me and I want to be there for them. It's not an imposition. And I don't host a massive New Years party with a bunch of drunk people at my house screaming happy new year and scaring the you know the daylights out of my cats. Again, that's a choice I'm going to make. I don't want to be a party pooper if somebody, you know, wants to have a New Year's celebration or do, that's fine. But what advice would you give around New Year's, um, now that we've handled Christmas, uh, New Year's, uh, and our cats?
1: Yeah, so a lot of cats are terrified of of fireworks, just like they're terrified of thunder and lightning. Um, And yes, it varies greatly cat to cat. So I have a cat right now who couldn't care less. You know, she hears the noise she'll say oh it's the fourth of july there's fireworks one's lunch i mean you really (laughs) couldn't care less and the little guy who you see behind me he's terrified he runs and hides you know he's a little hiding spot in the house and he takes off so there's a few things you can do first of all make sure that everything in your house is secure in terms of your windows your screens your doors because when a cat gets terrified sometimes cats do run and She's not gonna have a good kitty judgment when she's terrified. So she might, you know, dash out of a window, break through a screen, go through a door. So you really wanna make sure that your house is um, secure when you know there are going to be fireworks, just make to make sure your cat doesn't dash. Um, the other thing is you can always create a small safe place for your cat that she can retreat to. Um, a little cat cube, a cat tunnel, a little small room when cats are afraid they do prefer small very small secure spaces that they can kind of go in and and feel safe so make sure you're providing plenty of safe spaces for your cat when you know when you know there are going to be fireworks the other thing you're doing is you can do is you can get your cat used to the sound you can um you know on your iphone or device um find a recording of the fireworks noise and you can sort of desensitize your cat to that noise. So you might start off playing the noise very softly to your cat for just a couple of seconds. And when the cat accepts that, you can play the fireworks noise a little longer and a little higher volume for your cat. And when that's accepted, you can um, up the volume a little bit more and extend the play a little bit longer and so forth. So you can get your cat used to the noise And um, kind of desensitize your cat to that noise. And basically what happens is the cat will think, okay, that noise is happening. Nothing negative is going on. There aren't any terrible consequences. Nothing bad is happening to me. I guess that noise is okay. So you can sort of, you know, if you really, um, like if your cat is really terrified and you want to get her used to that noise, you can do that on your own, you know, before the fireworks themselves happen. So those are a few different things you can do.
0: Those are great. And, you know, a lot of dogs also are very afraid of fireworks. So if if you have a cat and a dog or if you just have a dog and you happen to stumble upon this, then, you know, really seriously consider what you're going to do during the New Year's, what you're going to do, whether that is you you really want to do the whole desensitize them thing or whether you want to just kind of do what I do, which is just give up on that stuff because it's not that important to me to be honest with you, they're a pride the cats are a priority. so I would much rather not have that. Unfortunately, the you know the city and some neighbors like to do fireworks and so I can't impose that on others, but I can at least be here. I can be present. I can, the home and everything in it is secure. You know, I can use the diffuser and various things to really calm them down and let them know that it's okay. There's no, there's no bomb raid or, you know, there's no war happening. Uh, Well, heaven forbid, but you know, it's just, it's just these little things are super helpful. So that's it really for today. I wanted to cover Christmas and I wanted to cover New Year's and all the different suggestions that I can think of that are around those two two holidays during this season. Is there anything else that you can think of that I might have missed?
1: I think you did a great job covering everything. And um, I'm just so happy to be part of the show once a month. So thank you.
0: Awesome. So uh, it leaves me just to wish you uh, a very, very happy holiday season. I know Hanukkah for you and also a very happy new year. And so thank you so much for joining me on the show. Uh, As always, it's great to catch up with you and I look forward to catching up with you in the first or the second week of January of 2022, which will be like really uh weird in a way to say it's already 2022 know, but thank I you know. so much for doing this with me and uh, i want to wish everybody who's watching or listening a very merry christmas hope you had a happy hanukkah which has passed and a wonderful new year a bright and friendly new year let's let's make 2022 a really, really good year. And let's have none of this. Uh, uh, I've requested this already on Facebook. None of these memes or, or these Bitmoji or anything that show a dumpster fire of 2021 <laughs> and looking forward to 2022. Because I've had two years of that. 2019, 2020 is gonna be great. 2020, 2021 is gonna be <laughs> good. And every year it's been, you know, another variant, another like, eh, whatever. So let's not do that. <laughs> This year, let's just forget about it. Just let's hope for the best, for improvement, and let's make, let's actually make it. Let's do it. Let's do 2022 as an awesome year for us and uh, as an awesome year for our kitty cats. So thank you very much. Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, and we'll see you next year.
1: Thank you, everyone.